0: Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. When you get an opportunity, check out my international radio station. I am plugged into a hundred different websites. I play through your stereo, your radio, your boombox, you name it. Yeah, I'll be blasting in your headphones. And also, you can find me over on Rumble, and I do a lot of stuff on Twitter. I would be more than happy to have you on Monday, 7 p.m. Central I'm going to be doing a live show and on Thursdays I'll be doing a live show hosting alongside TTOR uh, who runs a website called quarter.tv quarter.com uh, you can check out his uh his channel his twitter and all that kind of stuff to get all the right information on this it's kind of early in the morning I haven't had my first cup of coffee So forgive me if I've gotten the website. It's either quarter.tv or quarter.com where he's got his own video sharing site. That's actually functional along with a bunch of other Christian friends of mine who've managed to make functional video sharing websites that are able to go under the radar of censorship that we find on YouTube and all these other websites out there. So I guess we'll get right down to it. The amazing atheist, um, Atheist is uh, atheism's favorite little snowflake, as John uh, Ron DeSantis would say. He apparently made a video video that's like 41 minutes long called uh, Theism Arguments Demolished, and I watched it, or at least a majority of it. A lot of it is stuff I've already heard uh, the amazing atheist T.J. Kirk say a 100 times, and Honestly, none of the stuff that he's saying is actually new. It's not anything that I haven't already heard come out of my own mouth <laughs> whenever I was a former atheist. It's nothing that I haven't heard from Vosh, Thunderfoot, uh, Paul, Pat Kandel, Paul, and uh, a bunch of other atheist YouTubers who believe it or not, I'm not trying to be hateful, but a lot of them have parroted a great deal of what I used to say whenever I was a former atheist. I'm fully aware of that. I know all the arguments I made for years, and I have haven't since then heard anybody bring anything new to the table that i haven't already um, went after christians and theism about so this isn't going to be some kind of difficult hard video for me i'm going to answer some of the questions but i also have some questions of my own why is it that Atheists, they spend all this time talking about religious wars, Inquisition, Crusades, uh, the event with Torquemada, who killed over 750,000 pagans and all this. Why is it that they never mention that atheism has been responsible for a lot of wars? I mean, can something be true, yet there can be people inside of a group that cause a lot of trouble? You would agree, obviously the atheist would probably argue, hey, we've got our bad apples and religious people got their bad apples. Even the Bible itself, Jesus Christ says that there are going to be people who claim to come in my name and they're going to do horrible things. Uh, Jesus Christ said there's going to be false teachers, there's going to be false prophets. Hell, T.J. Kirk, your father, was a Christian preacher who stole millions and millions of dollars from people and ended up in prison. So, yeah, there's people who claim to come in the name of Christianity who do horrible shit to young people and adults who will rob you fucking blind. And there are people out there who label themselves preacher, are priest, and do terrible things with little boys and little girls. But while these priests are out here banging the children and all that, I never notice atheists mention Nambla, which was founded by atheism. Yeah, atheists actually founded an organization that states that it's okay to have sex with kids. You also, most of you know that if you were to look into Islam, you would find out that it's actually lawful and legal for Muslim adults to actually marry little girls. Families actually give their little girls over to these adults to sexually abuse them and do whatever they want. But you hardly ever mention Islam because Islam is a type of religion where if you upset them, they get so triggered over cartoons, they'll cut your head off and kill you. So you decided a long time ago, a lot of atheists, we don't want to mess with Islam, even though they're, the most deadly dangerous force on earth. Instead, we'll pick on the Christians because the Christians will just sit back and take it. That sounds kind of weak, doesn't it? We'll, we'll give the religions out there that are weak, that won't fight back the trouble, but we won't go after the actual dangerous religions. So what that tells me is that atheism is pretty much a profitable organization. You're going to, you're going to keep it safe. You're not going to take any risk. You're, Not actually caring about what it is that you are claiming to believe in or what you think, but you're going to do whatever's safe for you. And that's fine. It's fine. I've never really seen much courage in atheism anyway. But speaking of atrocities and killing and destruction... I noticed that uh, The Amazing Atheist, in his first 15 minutes, he starts talking about the flood and what a piece of crap God is for killing uh, 98, 99% of the world. The Bible's pretty clear the reason why God did that, that people had become absolutely um, immoral, destructive. They were murdering each other, raping each other, doing all kinds of things. And unfortunately, God felt like the, the best plan for it was to destroy the world in the process and reset and turn all over again. Well, there's a lot of atheists out there who've actually felt the same way about this world. They felt like if they were to simply go along with evolution and support certain superior races over others, if they got rid of certain people then the world would be a better place. And Adolf Hitler was one of those folks. For anybody out there who is still uneducated in history, if you still don't realize this, there's a great video by Matt Powell. I gave him a lot of research and information where he puts up tons of quotes and information in the diary of Adolf Hitler admitting that he was an atheist who killed millions of people. But even if you don't buy that, you've got Castro, you've got... um Stalin, and you've got just a a plethora, a list of atheist murderers and killers. Now, the question you have to ask yourself at the end of the day is, why is it that atheists never talk about this? If it's so important to them, if killing in the Bible is such a bad thing and causing harm to humanity is such a, a thing that's important to them, then why don't they ever talk about the entirety of humanity? Why don't they ever talk about their own group that has raped and murdered and killed people? Why? Is it because of intellectual dishonesty? Is it because they have a chip on their shoulder whenever it comes to God? Because if you guys remember, whenever I was a former atheist, I wanted to make the world a better place. And I would talk about what atheists did, and I would also talk about things that bothered me about religion. But you don't ever see atheists doing that. You don't see them pointing out the wrongs everywhere. They only point out the wrongs in other groups. And to me, that's not intellectually honest. It's not good. It's not right if you're going to ignore all the atrocities done everywhere else. Another issue that I have too with atheists is why is it that ninety percent of their focus seems to be on the Christian God? Why do they continue to argue against God for? And some of them will say, "Well, because Christianity's in politics; it's so deeply woven into politics. They feel like they got to do something." But that's a lie, isn't it? Christianity may have been engraved into society and government a long time ago. But nowadays, if you're a homosexual or a transgender or you want to mutilate your own children, you can do that and nobody's actually stopping you. There's people who will complain on Twitter, but we know they're complacent. We know that none of these Christians are going to do anything. There's been over 100 million babies that have been aborted and no Christians doing anything about it. You rarely see videos where Christians are out in front of abortion clinics saying anything about it anymore. Most Christians, they... Go to church on Sunday and they just pretend as though whatever's happening in the world isn't happening anymore. We have seen the rise of atheism. We've seen that America has become very godless and it does not follow its own rules or its own laws. The country is now a house of cards just waiting to be blown over. So atheists can't really claim that Christianity is using some kind of power to do anything that affects or impacts their life in any kind of way. Religion is out of school. The teaching that you come from the womb of a baboon is taught in school. There are adults who are atheists who wear rainbow t-shirts who now say that it's okay to teach your child all the way down to the point of an infant or toddler, how to sexually gratify someone else. Homosexuality runs rampant in the school systems, the education systems. And nowadays, we care so little about education that a lot of high schools around America are being emptied out so migrants can come in and live there like it's a giant roach motel. So we don't even care about education anymore. We have done nothing. America has the lowest education on the planet. (laughs) Speaking of education, we know that 98% of the school shootings and the destruction, not only shootings inside of schools, but the shootings inside of churches, have been transgender atheists, have been homosexual atheists, and have been atheists all the way down the line who've been killing people. Yet the atheists don't seem to have any interest in bothering with that. A while back, during the concubine or Columbine deal... Atheists actually justified and defended. They said, well, these boys were bullied, so, you know, that's the justification why they wanted to blow up a bunch of random people all over the school and kill a bunch of people and ended up ending the life of a Christian girl. So you see, if atheists aren't justifying evil, then they're not even saying anything about it at all. So now that we've dealt with a lot of death and a lot of atrocities and destruction and pointed out the very obvious that atheists don't give a damn about what's morally going wrong or what's evil in the world, that they don't really care about all the innocent children that have been killed by their side, let's move on to the concept of contradictions. A lot of atheists say, if the Bible's from God, then why is there so many contradictions? A lot of atheists, when they look at the Bible, they don't realize that it's a collection of writers throughout the centuries, throughout the generations, throughout the time. It's not just one book where one person says one thing and then they contradict themselves. It's a book of many, many different people that had different walks with God. If somebody a thousand years ago says something, but another person a thousand years after that person, after that person existed says something a little different or off, or they interpret things a bit different, does that make it a contradiction, or does that simply mean that for that person at that time, their views were a bit different because their walk with God was different? You can argue God never changes or God doesn't do that, this or that, but you have to understand that a person a thousand years ago lived a different life than what someone nowadays lived. And Christians will be quick to tell you that we are under a new covenant. A lot of things have changed with how we live in our culture and society. Like, for example, in the Old Testament, which a lot of atheists bring up, it says to end the lives of homosexuals. Well, why did they do that in the first place? Why did they do these kind of things? Was it because, as the Bible says, there were people out there who were forcing themselves onto others? There were people who were raping other people. There were people having sex with children and animals and all kinds of stuff. So those particular tribes who endorsed and supported God said, no, this isn't going to work for us. They didn't have prison, system, prison systems and jail back then, so they kind of handled things like the Wild West. They brought their elders together, and they said, this person did this, this, and that in their life. It's over. They didn't just one day wake up in the morning and say, hey, let's have a good stoning. There was a conversation that took place, and they had their very own primitive court systems back then and how they handled it. We still see atheists nowadays claiming that the Bible endorses slavery, even though they know for a fact Jesus Christ says, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and laws. And also, if you uh, follow the golden rules, basically love others as you love yourself, love God with all your body, mind, soul, all this kind of stuff. Basically, all your matter, all your space, all your time, everything. And if you actually follow these type of rules, then you wouldn't enslave people, now would you? If you're treating others as you want to be treated, you wouldn't rape them, murder them, crucify them, and do horrible things that we see atheists do on a daily basis. When it comes down to it, ladies and gentlemen, and I think that if you're an intellectually honest atheist, you're probably going to pretty much realize at this point in time that Christians, if you've listened to us long enough and you've actually taken the time to read the Bible, the Bible God doesn't ever claim that the world is going to be fair. It doesn't claim that because God loves you and put you here that you're going to have cookies and milk and you're going to be given a Porsche the moment that you're born. The Bible says that you're going to be tested, you're going to be challenged, that sometimes bad is going to happen to good people. It rains on the just and the unjust. The Bible tells you how you can have a closer relationship with God. It tells you how a society or civilization could be better, providing that everyone was in agreement on how they were going to do things. I don't think any of you out there would argue with me if I were to say, if the human race followed the rules of Jesus Christ, the world would be a better place. We would treat each other a lot more loving, a lot more kind, We would treat each other good, and we would try not to offend each other and offend each other's uh, honor, right? That's how we would do things if we actually followed these rules. Now, what if we tried to do things like atheists? Atheists have no moral framework. They don't have any objective moral framework. If they say something is bad or evil... Because they don't have any kind of actual framework to base that upon, it's always going to be whittled down to that's their opinion or their subjective view on how things should be run. If we were to presuppose that God created objective reality, then we then could easily argue that if he created the game, then he also created the rules for it and he also created the system in which we can progress it and move forward with our goals, our quest, our accomplishments. That's the reason why Christians argue that, for those out there who don't know. Yes. The arguments have always been the same. God is mean, God is this, God is that. God flooded the world, so he's a bastard for doing so. That's what the amazing atheist said. But The Amazing Atheist is also the same person, along with millions of other atheists, who believe that it's okay for a woman to kill her own baby. That's right. He endorses abortion, ladies and gentlemen. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? To say that God is wrong for killing his creations, but it's perfectly moral for a woman to kill her creation. Because if there is no God, ladies and gentlemen, that means that the woman uh, and the man are primarily the reason why children are born into the world, and God has nothing to do with it, according to the atheist. So why are they saying that it's morally okay for a woman to kill her offspring? The only argument they can say is, well, a fetus is different, because it's not as intelligent, or it hasn't had the experiences But it's got all the organs. It has the heartbeat. It has a consciousness. It just hasn't went through the experience in order to be able to develop itself yet. But the atheists will tell you that that's perfectly okay. Why is it okay for God to? Why is it not okay for God to wipe out its creations? But it's okay for a human to kill. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense, does it? the atheist finds themselves in every moral argument inconsistent. They find themselves looking very foolish. And to be honest with you, even if God were evil, even if God were psychotic, even if God was like, um, one of these goddesses that you like Shiva or the destroyer in the pagan mythology, even if there was a God like that, that doesn't in any way argue that it doesn't exist. You can sit around all day and say God is mean and you don't agree with how God did things with the universe. You can have that kind of arrogance to say that. But what you can't do is you cannot take that equation and say because God is mean before because God is a murderer or genocidal or whatever, that somehow that makes it to where God isn't real. You see? I don't like uh, Stalin. I don't like Adolf Hitler. I think that Stalin and Adolf Hitler and all the atheist dictators like him were pieces of shit. I think that they were absolute bastards. I think that they were twisted in their mind. And I think they all deserved to die. But just because I didn't like them, just because I think they were very sick people, it doesn't mean that they didn't exist. I can't then turn around and say that because I didn't like something... Therefore, it's not real. That's illogical. That isn't rational to think like that. Well, if you're wondering why I'm even bothering to respond to the amazing atheist before I end this video, it's because a lot of people do listen to him, for one. And it's also because he's basically asking and saying the same things And challenging Christians on the same things that the entirety of atheists, at least in social media, who are profiting off of attacking God are saying. So I felt like by answering him, I'd also answer the questions of a lot of non-believers who parrot and say exactly the same thing as he does. And I hope it truly helped. I don't believe it will. I believe a lot of you will do your thing. But I'm on a mission as it is. Whether you listen to me or not, whether you take my advice or suggestions or hear my arguments, I believe that because I follow God and I've accepted God into my life, that it's my job to sow seeds. So I'm going to do this even if I believe that technically down the road it's a waste of time, if that makes sense. It's kind of like going in for a job. You may not like what you're doing. <laughs> you may not enjoy it. And you may not think that there's a whole lot of gains out there. It's all said and done. But you do it because that's a job. You know. So I'll be doing the live show tomorrow, and the link is already out in the public. Anybody and everybody's welcome to come in and chat with me. And I mean anybody. And I also will have it to where when you text me. What you say will be on the screen for everybody to see, as well as if you use a microphone to chat with me. I hope that you all have a wonderful day, and watch out with that cold snow out there. It's icy. God bless.